This is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro from Prism Wealth Management. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Robert provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Wealth of Ohio with Robert Dodaro. Welcome to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I'm your host, Robert Dodaro. This week, we're talking with Mr. Tony Shore, my co-host as always. And this week, we brought in our special guest, Matt Gilbert, uh, who works with me over in Prism Wealth Management. We, uh, we're here really to help you guys with current financial issues, wealth issues, uh, things that involve you, your plans for your life, uh, how to go about creating different retirement strategies, and how some of the issues out there relate back to Ohioans. Uh, There's a lot going on in the world with the conflicts out there. It's causing a lot of inflation. So this week, we wanted to dive deep into that topic a little bit for you, uh, just to kind of catch up. And I know, Matt, I don't know, uh, where have you really been seeing it hit the most when you're out shopping right now? (laughs) Well, I finally hit 50 bucks in my car this weekend. (laughs) That was (laughs) a hard hit. And then my wife is in school, so I got to go do the grocery shopping. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like two people, $150 a week. It's like, holy cow. Yeah, I, I'm I'm lucky still in the grocery stage. I have two young kids, but they both refuse to eat anything. So it, my grocery bills haven't jumped that much. But yeah, gasoline. Oh, man, that's uh, I, I'm pushing closer to the hundred buck fill up mark right now and hoping I don't go over that when I go out there. Um, I don't know, Tony, how, how are things down by where you are? Oh yeah, it's it's the same. Uh, the gas is, you know, anything around or above four dollars is uh, too much. And uh, you know, they said initially, I think it was even the Fed that said, "Hey, the inflation is just a blip." That's what they said a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, transitory, right? Transitory, yeah. exactly. That's the word they use. And uh, it's still with us. Things are still rising, and you know, like car prices are outrageous. If you do find an, a a new car, they're going to be expensive. And if you find a used car, it's basically like by the price of a new car was just a couple of years ago. So uh, things it's tough all over and groceries, too. I mean, it, the mm-hmm. price of foods going up, of course, you know, the big wheat producers are uh, Russia and Ukraine are two of the biggest wheat producers in the world. So I think that's going to affect it even more here uh, coming up. So I, I don't see an end in sight to this. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, with the wheat problem, too. I mean, I know there have been uh, uh, alcoholic beverages that people have been rushing out to stock up on as well, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, And and, and concerns about shortages in the future. But no, I mean, this is a time where I think everybody's reflecting on, you know, what should we be prioritizing? Uh, How do we weather the storm right now? Because there's just so much. Oh, every year it always seems like so much new is going on and uh, so many more things that we have 
have to be prepared for and changes that happen dramatically fast. Uh, I mean, inflation, the, the problem with it is that it, it affects everybody, but it does affect uh, lower income people more than anybody else because they, they, they feel the prices more at the pump and at the grocery store where they don't have as much disposable income uh, as well, too. So it's a problem that needs to be nipped in the bud. It, it's one thing if you uh, have higher wages, but if the uh, cost of goods is rising at a rate that's faster than wages, no one's no one's benefiting from that, especially not the people at the bottom. So today we're going to talk a little bit about different strategies, different things, uh, different conversations in terms of you know, a lot of times people are wondering right now, okay, you know, I, I was able to save up some money during 2020 and 2021 when the shutdowns were going on and there wasn't as much to do. I actually, a lot of people got out of debt during that time, which was a great thing. Uh, and, and they have some disposable money. What should you be doing with that money and, and, and what to do with it? And I think a lot of people uh, you debate, should I be saving it for retirement? Should I be paying off a debt, maybe paying off a mortgage, something else along those lines? So, um, you know, overall, there's there's a lot of different things you can factor in here. But um, when you're looking at paying off a debt, you always want to be factoring in what kind of interest rate you're paying on it, right? Like, is it a lower interest rate or a high interest rate? Uh, if you have a credit card debt where you're paying 28% interest per year, Paying off the debt faster makes a lot of sense compared to saving for retirement in my book. Uh, but what about when you have like a low mortgage rate, Matt? I mean, so kind of experience from when I was in the bank and I said, there's two ways to look at it. You can look at it psychologically. How do you anticipate debt? Some people hate debt and they want to pay it. Or you could look at it mathematically and look at the numbers play out. Mm -hmm. And we know mathematically a low uh, mortgage, 4%, you should be long-term able to make more in the market. So mm -hmm. it makes more sense. But if you hate debt or you even say all the time, some of your most successful retirees already have their mortgage paid off. And, and I think uh, a lot of people do get it backwards um, in that, you know, in, if you're going to be paying extra on your mortgage and tackling it, it is better to do it earlier in the mortgage rather than later. Because when you're in the first few years, uh, all the monthly payments that you're making are primarily going to interest. So anything extra you can pay at that time saves you a tremendous amount of money later as well, too. So, you know, you may be getting there. And I, I know we've had this conversation with pe plenty of people over the years and that uh, they, they get closer to retirement and they maybe owe thirty to $50,000 left on their mortgage. And they're just thinking, you know what, when I retire, Higher, I'm just going to take the money out of my 401k and and pay that debt off, right? You know, I know, and a few of our listeners out there might be having the same thought. Uh, normally, I would say I discourage that practice. Uh, it depends on your tax rates, and it depends on how much flexibility you have in your taxes when you retire. So I'm not going to say you never do this. There's definitely instances where, from a tax perspective, it makes sense. But in a lot of cases, you may be paying 12 or 22 percent uh, to you know, in taxes to pay off your mortgage. So you have to look at that interest rate because if you had, what, a 3% interest rate on your home, paying it off over four years makes a lot more sense than taking the 12% hit at once in my book. So it always depends on the circumstances. And that's what we try and stress to people is you, you have to have someone go through and look at the different options you have, look at the different choices you have, see what options are available to you, and then help you figure out what's in your best interest. 
So this is something that we like to do with people when we meet. So people usually come in our office. They're normally planning for retirement. Uh, that's what we specialize in is helping people figure out we've saved this money. How do we turn it into income that we can rely on in retirement uh, and build a plan around that? So we call it the clear retirement solution. And, and Matt can tell you, uh, this is a process that we walk you through. It's a complimentary process where you come meet with me in either Worcester or Wadsworth. Uh, we can do Zoom meetings as well, too, if people prefer that still. Uh, but get together and we start analyzing top to bottom how prepared you are for retirement in terms of the five key areas of planning. So pop quiz, Matt, what are the five key areas of planning for retirement? You got investment income, legacy, health, taxes. That's right. All five of those areas are things that can impact you and cost you a lot of money in retirement. Now, maybe not all of them are going to apply to everyone throughout their life, but they are all things that can impact you heavily as you build a plan. So we will go through and run complimentary analysis on you to let you know how prepared you are for retirement, how ready you are for retirement, and realistically what your current path looks like. What fees are you paying? What happens if one of you passes away? Will the other, what kind of income situation will the survivor find themselves in? Numbers and data that you can use, ultimately what our hope is, is to help people build confidence in their ability to enjoy their retirement. So if you're someone who's out about three to five years away from retirement, retirement, this is the time to start the conversations. And if you're looking for that complimentary retirement analysis, all you need to do is call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. Or you can always visit us on the web at myprismwealth.com. All right. So I think it's been, uh, this is a great topic, and I, I know that a lot of people out there, they need to have these things in order, especially uh, if they're planning on having a successful and happy retirement, you have to have a plan in place, right? Absolutely. And it's not that life goes according to plan. Like most people, when they say build a plan, what what's the point? Life's not going to go exactly the way I plan. And you're, you're right. No, nobody plans it perfectly. Like if you knew what the next 30 years of your life were going to look like, you, you could make a solid plan for yourself. But through the plot process of building a plan, you learn a, b a bunch about what your capabilities are. In the event something bad happens, you know what? Like you can go through and spend that money traveling every year, visiting your grandkids that live in another state uh, and, and doing the things that you want to do. And also, oh, by the way, if along the way the market happens to drop 20 percent, you won't have to sacrifice that income. You'll still be able to support yourself and have those things. Okay. That, that helps me feel a little bit better. Little bit of that, little, little pieces like that can help you build that confidence that you can go enjoy your retirement. So even when inflation is happening, okay, how, what, what choices do I have to make? What things can I use to offset? How should I be repositioning my money right now? Uh, what options are out there? And what could you be looking to take advantage of if you've been stockpiling money in the bank, right? That's, you know, it, it's nice. It brought you a lot of comfort, but it wasn't a problem when inflation was one, one and a half percent. When you're looking at six, 7% inflation out there, that means that for, you know, 
every hundred thousand dollars you have in the bank, you're losing six seven thousand six seven thousand dollars every year. For every thousand dollars you have in the bank, you're losing sixty or seventy dollars every single year. When's the last time the bank paid you that much interest on a thousand dollars? Rates are point zero zero yeah. nothing right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. You're not going to so, keep up in, with inflation with those numbers. Never. So you have to, you, you still need money in the bank. So don't, don't ever think that we're like saying, Hey, you always want to have a cushion in the bank. You just can't have too much money in the bank right now. And, and normally when we're talking about cushion, I know the industry will say, uh, some people will say six months of your monthly expenses. So if your monthly expenses are $4,000 a month, you should have $24,000 in a savings account somewhere, uh, to help you get by. Some people will say a year's worth of income. So that would mean that you would need $48,000 sitting somewhere. Me, if you're someone who's low debt, then, and you're a married couple, I I don't see any reason to have more than $40,000 in a bank account. You know, the the amount of interest that you're losing to inflation every year, when you get above $40,000, that's when you kind of, when I at least reach my breaking point. (laughs) I don't know about you, Matt. So you kind of stay away from that dead money that's just not working for you. Mm-hmm. That's what you're saying. Forty thousand yeah. is that limit. Forty thousand. Anything more than that, I think you're you're losing too much to inflation. Beyond that, so you have to look at it. You know, when, in life, when bad things happen, they don't normally happen in ones. They happen in bunches. So yeah, that that gives you and forty grand gives you enough cushion room to where if something bad happens, you can absorb the emergency, absorb the next emergency, and still hopefully have enough left over to feel comfortable. Because right now, with the market being down like it is, we know this isn't the right time necessarily to be withdrawn money uh, to pay off debts or pay off unexpected expenses. So 40 grand should help you get through that time period. But obviously it's something that as you're going along, you want to be able to pay attention to taxes. And I know we're going to talk a lot about that in the upcoming and the next segment we get back here uh, from our commercial break. But you want to look at all these variables and figure out what's my best plan for making sure that my money is actually not being lost and eroded to inflation. But we'll be back with more on that when we get back from our break. And you're listening to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I'm your host, Robert Dodaro, with my co-host, Tony Shore and Matt Gilbert here with me today. We'll be back in just a moment. All right. You want me to bring you back, bring us back in and I'll throw to you. When you think of a puzzle, what would you say is the most important piece? Corner? A side piece? I would argue that the most important piece of a puzzle is the picture on the box. And the same can be said for your retirement. Robert Dodaro from Prison Wealth Management would love to show you your retirement picture. For more information, call 330-804-0123 or visit his website at wealthofohio.com. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered through AEWM LLC. And welcome back to the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and I'm here with our host, the man with the plan, Robert Dodaro. And we have a special guest today, Matt Gilbert. Matt, uh, great to have you on the show as well. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. And Robert, you've been talking about inflation and maybe how our listeners out there can hedge against inflation. And of course, it's all about where your money is at, right? I mean, if it's in a coffee can in the cupboard, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's not going to keep mean- up with inflation. So what I think uh, a lot of people are, it's interesting to see because normally when you hear of inflation, you think of the dollar losing its purchasing power, right? Like the dollar doesn't buy as much. I'm at the 
the grocery store and, you know, paying a lot more for my groceries than I was before at the pumps paying a lot more. But what we're finding is with the current round of inflation, the dollar is actually gaining in strength right now while we're experiencing this inflation, which uh, isn't exactly normal. And a lot of this has to do, and I think a lot of what the current inflation has to do with, is the fact that the Federal Reserve stopped spending money as quickly as they did. You know, right now we're going to see the, uh, the, the the implications of that in the market. However, I don't think that it's going to do what they're hoping that it would have done in terms of the inflation out there because of the conflict with Russia and Ukraine. Uh, and that's why everybody's paying attention to what the Federal Reserve is doing right now, whether they're raising rates or not. Um, this show always is, uh, we always like to tell people, this show is always recorded in advance. So the Fed may be making some changes between now and when, when the show actually airs, but be paying attention to the Federal Reserve because they're having more to do with what's going on in inflation and what's happening in the markets uh, than, than what we're seeing, I, I would say, oh. Even with yeah. Russia, um, yeah, you know, it's. I think For it's sure. a, a safe. And I, I just want to jump in here that uh, Robert and say I just heard that the Fed said they're going to raise uh, interest rates by at least a quarter of a percent before the end of this month. So that's mm-hmm. that's soon if they actually do it. Yeah, and we talked about this several times before. In that, uh, you know. They were printing $120 billion a month, right? And uh, last time we were printing money in response to the 0809 recession and crash that we had back then, uh, they got up to the point where they were printing $85 billion a month. But when they unwound that $85 billion, they stretched that out over about, uh, I believe it was uh, eight to 10 months that they stretched it out over when they went from 85 to zero. Here we went from $120 billion a month to zero in a matter of three or four months. And last time when we looked to raise interest rates, it was still another six to eight months after they stopped uh, printing money each month, essentially, uh, before they looked at raising interest rates. We're getting an interest rate raise like the next month which the markets are going to react to that. I mean, that's that's saying that they are they believe inflation is here and that we need to re- react quickly to this and do moves. Uh, the risk, of course, is as history has shown, is if they take too aggressive of an action, they could trigger a recession on their own. So each time the, the, the eyes of the world are going to be on the Federal Reserve more and more each meeting. So each time they have a meeting, I would expect volatility in the market as you go along. So I keep hearing about inflation and I'm hearing analysts talk about stagflation. Mm -hmm. How does that play into all this? So stagflation is where you're experiencing inflation and you have a recession at the same time. And there is a big risk of that because if we're still experiencing inflation and the Fed is too aggressive with their interest rate hikes uh, or not aggressive enough, we risk bumping into a recession. So they're, they're, they're playing with fire and they've been playing with fire for the better part of 15 years at this point in time, uh, I would say. But that's, uh, you know, that, that's kind of what their job is. That's why I say Never want to. I'd never want to be on the Federal Reserve Bank. That the, the pressure of that job has to be immense. <laughs> but uh, you know, the, the the reality of it is, um, with what they're doing, it, it, stagflation is a real possibility. I know we talked about it last year when when inflation was supposed to be transitory, right? You know, we said, is it going to be inflation, deflation, or stagflation? And uh, I said I could see all three happening. Uh, we could have seen uh, the supply jam work itself out uh, in, in time where demand 
really isn't there, or if the supply chain works itself out to the point where after it does, prices are so high, people don't want to buy it, and there's a lot of inventory sitting around, we could still see a deflationary environment, which is is bad. But stagflation, if things are getting worse while everybody's losing money, uh, you know, we see that happening. It hasn't happened long enough to be considered stagflation at this point, I would say. But uh, with what we're seeing, drops in the market and drops or with, with increases in inflation, the reason why we don't see it now is because of corporate earnings, I would say. Cor- corporate earnings and companies are still strong, and the overall underlying economic data is still strong. We're still seeing good growth in CPI, or sorry, in uh, GDP every year. Uh, so that that's what's keeping us afloat. But if that changes, then then yeah, it could be, could be dark days. Do you think the kind of war in Ukraine could be the thing that's the tipping point? Uh, it could be the start, you know. I mean, there's there's still plenty of decisions and plenty of choices to make along the way that uh, could pull us back from something like that. Uh, lot, lots of bad decisions have to be progressed before we actually get to that tipping point. Uh, but it's certainly a threat that you have to be aware of. And this is why we talk about balancing things and controlling what you can control. So we do a lot of workshops and I do this, you know, I, I work on the, the, the local board for the United Way of uh, Wayne and Holmes County. Uh, we do a lot of work with nonprofit financial education uh, uh, services as well. Uh, One of those is the uh, American Financial Education Alliance, where I actually started a chapter in Worcester. Uh, I'm the president of the local chapter, but we do classes periodically, and we've got a class coming up, one on uh, Social Security coming up. It's going to be April 12th and 13th. It's a Tuesday and a Wednesday. You can go either night. We're going to be doing it at 6 p.m. We're going to be at Connections. It's the new event center uh, on Mechanicsburg here in Worcester. Uh, You can go to our website, my prismwealth.com and check out the events tab page where you can sign up for any of our events. But that's going to be a good look at take when to take Social Security, how inflation is going to be impacting Social Security and its solvency moving forward as well too. So if you're someone looking at retirement, this is a big decision that can help you figure out how to ride the wave of inflation better uh, and generate the income you need in retirement. Uh, but we also do other events along the way. So definitely go to my prismwealth.com and check out the events page because we we have a lot of events. You can check out any version of this show you want as well too. We always like to keep the information up there so someone can go back and listen to a previous show so you can keep up with the conversation. And uh, don't forget for our podcast listeners out there, we always do an extra bonus segment just for you guys, uh, the dedicated listeners out there. Uh, you can subscribe to us on any of the major platforms, whether it's Spotify or uh, uh you know, Apple, uh, music. Apple music as well too. Um, you know, I, I, I learn all these things as I go still. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. The show's yeah. now available on Amazon music and Google podcasts as well. So, Oh, wow. Look yeah. at us go. All right. You know, so we, we, the goal is to give information to the people of Ohio. I mean, there's a lot of crazy things going on out there right now, but trying to keep things calm. And I know, uh, as we go through this conversation today, uh, there's the, you know, so should we be saving? Should we be uh, sp- paying off debts? Okay, well, if you have, say, a uh, like a 4% interest rate on your home, right? If inflation's 6%, then, you know, you're actually finding yourself in a pretty beneficial situation because uh, the interest you're paying isn't even outpacing inflation as well, too. So, 
In that situation, you know, putting extra money on the mortgage in a lot of cases doesn't make sense. Uh, it where I would where I'd say I cross the line is say when you bought your home, you didn't put the twenty percent down, and you still have to pay that extra mortgage insurance payment. PMI. Each month, the PMI, the primary mortgage insurance amount, it, getting that off your back is is definitely a big benefit in my opinion, at least. And that's why I say it's it's better to pay things off earlier, especially if you borrowed more on the value of your home. But other Otherwise, uh, if you can take advantage of uh, extra savings on the tax side, especially for retirement, great. But I think we've talked about it plenty of times in the past, too, that you don't put money into your retirement account unless it's money you're comfortable not needing until you retire. Okay, now you always want to try and get your match. If your boss is offering you a match, definitely look at taking advantage of that. But still, it has to be you have to be comfortable in the short term before you can save money in your long term position. And there's there's tons of information that'll tell you that it's more beneficial the younger you are, the earlier you start, the better off you are. And that's absolutely true. So that's why if it's feasible, you should be trying to at least put something in there and taking advantage of your full match from your employer. But whether or not you're putting in more than what you need to get your match, um, there's a debate to be had there, I think. I think there's a fair debate, right, Matt? So say I'm coming up to retirement. Mm-hmm. I'm putting in what do they recommend? 10 to 12% into my retirement, including the retirement match. Mm-hmm. What if I had some credit card debt? Should I think about my retirement? Cause that's the main thing on my mind. Or should I look at that debt? That's kind of hindering so, me to retire. So this is where the value of information comes in handy and why, you know, doing a, the, the complimentary analysis we talk about comes in handy. So I met with someone recently and she was doing that. She was putting in the extra contribution in her 401k every year, but she still had debts and she was trying to retire three years from now. So we were going in and showing her how her adding that extra, she added, she went from, uh, I think it was 7% to 12% on her contribution rate from where she was. And she was still getting the match. Uh, she needed to do six to get her match. So her putting in that extra contribution did increase her savings. But when the time came for her to retire and start drawing monthly income, it only increased her monthly income by a total of $75 per month this extra savings over that time. Meanwhile, if we transferred that money over to paying off her debts over those three years, we were able to pay off an extra $375 of monthly debt payments that she had in that time. So in her case, it made sense to cut back just to the 6% and get her full match and then use that extra money, even though it would mean paying a little more taxes right now, she would be able to pay off her debts faster and free up more income when she gets to her monthly income statement. Stages. So you have to be able to put all the pieces together. And I think this is something you've learned ever since working with me, Matt, is that you, you, holistic planning is just that. You have to look at all the different elements. When we talk about five areas of planning, whether it be income, investments, uh, taxes, healthcare, or legacy, a lot of times what you do in one area does impact the other areas of planning and can cost you money over there. So putting all the pieces together helps you develop a plan and a strategy 
for how to move forward and tackle your debts or tackle debts or at least achieve goals in a helpful way. I mean, we can't guarantee everybody's going to get anything, everything they want for the rest of their life. We're not here, you know, selling, you know, snake oil or anything like that. It's just a matter of getting organized, figuring out what options you have and seeing how choices can impact you over the long term. And we have the ability to do those calculations and help give you a better idea of what choices you have. And that's why we developed the clear retirement solution. This is our process that we walk you through that helps you understand with your current path, where are you right now in terms of your ability and readiness for retirement? And what options do you have along the way? Like a lot of people are looking at their pensions, wondering if they should take the lump sum or if they should take the monthly check and what the trade-offs are and how it benefits them. So there's lots of little choices that can have a very big impact on your retirement. And if you're out there and you need help with making these decisions, we want to be there for you and walk you through this complimentary process. All you need to do is call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. Or you can always visit us on the web at myprismwealth.com. But That's about all the time we have for our radio show today. For our loyal podcast listeners, we'll be back in just a few more moments with the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast. Thank you for listening to Wealth of Ohio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Robert Dodaro at Prism Wealth Management. Call 330-804-0123 or visit them online at wealthofohio.com. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Prism Wealth Management, LLC are not affiliated companies. Prism Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Prism Wealth Management is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Prism Wealth Management, LLC. This radio show is a paid placement. And welcome back to the Wealth of Ohio podcast and radio show. This is the bonus section of the podcast. Uh, This is the section you get the added value, uh, so to speak. So uh, Robert and uh, Matt, what do you have for us uh, that we didn't cover in the show? So, so Robert mentioned kind of, I've been with moves about nine months and how I've learned just an extreme amount of information. And I've seen kind of an evolution on some things on two big topics we've talked about. And one is taxes and how that affects your retirement and social security. How has your evolution changed your thought process on that, Robert? Well, so we used to do a segment called Ask Your Advisor, you know, like ask a question and, you know, I'll do my best to answer it. And I think a a good question so people should be asking their financial advisor is how have you, how's your practice evolved and how has your thought process evolved on different decisions in retirement? 
the game is constantly changing out there. And if you're not adapting your philosophies to that, uh, you're, you're missing out. So like even like Matt said, we do events on Social Security. We do events on taxes. We've got a social security event coming up uh, in April, the 12th or 13th, out of Connections in Worcester, the new event center out there. Beautiful event center uh, out there on Mechanicsburg Road. Uh, You can register at myprismwealth.com on the events page. But in looking at this, you know, and I've said this many times on our show before, you are playing a game with the federal government when you're saving for retirement. And the name of the game is, are you smarter than the federal government? They are coming up with all different tax rules and all different ways to get you to pay extra money in taxes without realizing it. And you have to do a lot of work to keep yourself in check. And I was of the camp that you should take Social Security early. You don't know if it's going to be there. You don't know how long you're going to live. Get what you can. But the more that I look into taxes, the more that I look into how Social Security works, the more I I try and encourage to at least delay Social Security to full retirement age. Delaying till 70 doesn't always make sense. In some cases it does, but delaying till full retirement age definitely can make a lot of sense, uh, especially if you are retiring before the age of full retirement age, which could be anywhere from 65 to 67, depending on when you were born, of course. So you're telling me that your understanding of taxes has more affected your claiming strategy with social security? Well, yeah, because social security becomes taxable after a certain point. And I talk about it in the workshops that we do is it's the biggest ripoff in the history, you know, uh, of society at this point in time, because uh, you have to start paying taxes on social security. Once your provisional income uh, goes above $25,000 in retirement as an individual, it's 32,000 for a married couple. So once your income, your provisional income crosses this this number, up to half of your social security can now be counted as income that you owe taxes on. So what this means, and the way I can simplify it is, is that when you retire and you're drawing social security, uh, doesn't matter if you're full retirement age 62, 70, but when you're drawing your social security and spending the money from your 401ks and IRAs, every dollar that you're spending in many cases can lead to you having to pay taxes on two, even $3 because of the increase in t- of taxes on your social security. So in the beginning phase, is like when you're in the lower income phases of retirement. And most people aren't making like $150,000 a year in retirement. The average person is maybe making $50,000, $70,000 a year in retirement uh, when you add up Social Security, pensions, and just what they're taking from their savings, in this area at least. So when you're in that income area, every time you take $1,000 extra out of your IRA that year, your 401k money that's taxable, uh, not only are you paying the taxes on that $1,000, but you could be paying taxes on an additional 1000 or $1,500 of Social Security. Uh, I've seen it happen plenty of times to where uh, now you're paying a much higher tax rate than you thought. And when that happens, Matt, I know I've taught you this, that when you're paying that higher rate, it means that you're giving up most of the interest that you earned to the federal government. So you said, oh, I grew this money. You thought you were growing it for yourself, but you really were just putting it, doing all that, spending all that time with that money in that account so you could give your your profits to the federal government. Now, I know when we get to the end of the year, we're kind of in Roth conversion mode. And it seemed like 
not only were we conscious of social security, but we also had to be conscious of Medicare. Mm -hmm. So Medicare can also be penalized uh, when you when you start looking at uh, it's a much higher threshold. And uh, this one is based on modified adjusted gross income. So this is where they also confuse you. There's provisional income, there's taxable income, there's modified adjusted gross income, there's adjusted gross income. If you're not working with someone who understands the difference of these, then all of a sudden you taking an extra thousand dollars out of your 401k can cause you to pay more taxes on your social security, more taxes on your capital gains on there as well too, and possibly put your Medicare into penalty as well too. So you have to be careful at understanding how all these numbers interact with each other. Uh, fortunately, there's a lot of great planning softwares. We're, we're not CPAs. We do work with CPAs, but there's a lot of great planning softwares and resources out there that help us to accurately calculate for our clients, you know, when it makes sense to do something like a Roth conversion, where you take your IRA money out, pay the taxes on it, and then move it over into a Roth IRA so it can now grow tax-free and tax-deferred moving forward. Uh, there's there's a lot of benefits to that for a lot of people, but not everyone should be doing those. I think we that was kind of the surprise last year as well, too, is seeing all the times where we came back after running the report and analysis and saying, no, 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 it, you actually, it does not make sense for you to pursue a Roth conversion strategy as well. That, and there's the people that seen the tax bill of it, even mm -hmm. though the math made sense long term, yeah. they couldn't stomach the taxes. Well, and that's the hard part too. So you're, you're playing this game called, are you smarter than the federal government? And you know what I've learned more than anything is you have to do everything backwards uh, when you're talking about this. So like most people would say, no, I want to take social security early. I've got to delay. I've got to convince them that it's better to delay them. Uh, most people don't want to pay any taxes at all. Uh, I have to convince them that it's better to pay some taxes now to avoid paying a lot of taxes later. Uh, likewise, when it, you know, and a lot of times you can't unwind all the taxes, and when you pass away, there's going to be a massive tax bill on your family to where a lot of what you've saved is going to end up in the government. And I have to convince people to do things like maybe buy a life insurance policy, which most people don't want to do that either. So, you know, as an advisor, as someone who truly does his best to try and look out for the best interest of the people that he meets with, a lot of times it's, okay, I have to go through and educate people a little bit on how things work and how impacting you, how, how your decision over here can impact you over there worse than what you may think, or sometimes not as bad, but still you need to be aware of this because as you make decisions, you could be costing yourself a bunch of extra money that ends up going back to the government. And again, it means all the work, all the years that you were saving, dreaming of spending that money on a nice vacation really meant you worked and saved all that money so you could give it away to Uncle Sam and just get back what you put in, right? Like, that that doesn't I don't know Tony is that was that how you you, you wanted to plan your retirement? <laughs> I no I don't I don't know about that I, I just need to make sure I'm gonna have enough uh, to last me right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, and so I, I try and have people visualize this. Like yeah. what Tony just said is surviving retirement, <laughs> yeah. right? Like we just want to survive yeah. and you know, the, that's okay. That's, that's a natural desire. What we want people to be thinking about is what does a successful 
retirement. Ah, yes, look there's like a difference. You're in right there. And you know, doing the things like if I could do all the things that I ever wanted to do, learn the hobbies, pick up the skills, you know, create that bucket list of whatever it may be. What like if you were on your deathbed looking back, what which of these boxes would you actually need to have checked off to say I had a successful retirement right. because just just not going broke before you die that's just surviving and we know retirement's not about the money you spend but the experiences that you get to have and the memories that you get to make and the impressions that you get to make on your children and your grandchildren that hopefully, you know, spawn better things as time goes by, right? That's, that's the lasting impression that we want to make on this world. So you, you, you have to do, you know, a little bit of work. I'm sorry. You know, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, we like to be a resource here. We want to help you understand some of these complicated decisions and how it can impact you and some of the choices in front of you that you may have. Have. And unfortunately, when you're broadcasting to a lot of people, you can't be as specific as you would like. That's why we do things like the clear retirement solution where, yeah, we'll get together, we'll do the complimentary process and, and people are naturally, okay, well, Robert, at some point you're going to make money. Well, yes, if through the process we discover that there's an opportunity for you to move your money over where we're managing it, then we go through that, go through any costs associated with it. And if you decide you want to work with us, great. But even if you don't, we're still giving you the reports and running the analysis and giving you our best input on where we think you stand because realistically, you made the effort. You did the work. You, you, you gathered your information, gathered your statements, helped us get the information we need to provide you with hopefully some answers to the questions that you have. But realistically, if you've done that work, I feel you deserve some kind of reward. You know, most people are intimidated by this. Most people don't want to dive into it. They push it off. They avoid it. So if you're willing to take the steps to gather up the information I need to run my reports, I'll run my reports and help you out with as best information as I can give you. Then if it leads to us doing business, great. If it doesn't, well, then we wish you well. and We hope the information we provided helps you make some better decisions moving forward. I think that's about as fair as you can make it. How many people come to see you Mm -hmm. that there's, value that you can add to them, but not everybody's our ideal client. Mm -hmm. So they're not our ideal client, but you still, how do you, if I, when you look at all five key areas, I know where I can save people money. Like it's not just about the money that I make people. It's also about the things I can save them or the concerns of theirs I can help them with. Uh, and I also know what I cost. And if I don't feel like I'm actually going to make someone money, I, I won't, you know, I'll help them with what I can help them with uh, and wish them the best, but say, look, you know, it, it doesn't make sense in some ways for us to do business. So we're not here to work with everybody, and we know that. So we help as many people as we can. We work when it makes sense to work with people. And it's not based on how much money they have or anything else like that. It's more about, you know, are our meetings productive? Are they getting good value for the time? You know, are we, do we have a good working relationship? Because ultimately, I have to work with you and assume I'm going to work with you for at least another 20 years uh, in there. And if we're going to work together that long, we should get along, I think, (laughs) you know. That, so that, 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 that's a big litmus test with me more than anything else. So in the meanwhile, we just help as many people as we can. Uh, that's why we do the show. It's why we do the workshops. We're doing the workshop on Social Security over at Connections on the 12th and 13th of April. You can go to our website, myprismwealth.com, and check that out. Uh, but we also provide as many resources as we can. We do a lot of events in the community. You see us sponsoring events all the time. We, we, we usually will talk about them. Uh, we're pretty involved and, and doing 
doing our best to either help the small businesses of Ohio and the local charities that really support the communities in Ohio as well, too. So we're here as a resource to help you, whether it be on the financial education side, uh, helping out with, uh, you know, issues related to retirement planning as well. Uh, But we're, we're, we're trying to be that resource for the community as best as we can. All right. Well, great show, guys. We're out of time. And uh, that was a great extra segment for the podcast listeners. Uh, Why don't you let our listeners know one more time the phone number and web address where they can get a hold of you, Robert? So... The phone number for our offices, and it's the weekend, so if you're listening to this uh, uh, on the weekend, our offices aren't manned. Call, leave a message. We will call you back on Monday. Rebecca or Joe will get back to you. Uh, But you want to call 330-804-0123. Again, that's 330-804-0123. Or you can visit us on the web at myprism, that's P-R-I-S-M, wealth.com. All right, and that does it for today's episode of the Wealth of Ohio show and podcast with our host, Robert Dodaro.